Good evening, everyone. Hello. Is it weird to be here on a Monday night instead of a Sunday morning? We're all here together, our music groups and our supporters, so that our voices will be heard more clearly, more fully, not only in this space, but online as well, reaching people near and far. I want to thank all the participants in Mayflower's music program who have come out tonight to make music together. I want to thank the Worship and Music Committee who has worked uh, uh, exhaustively to um, figure out how we can uh, improve our audiovisual capabilities here. Thank you, Terry Zeilman, as chair of that committee, for your work. And I want to thank those of you who are here that have already given to this project. Tonight, you will hear from some of our members. You will hear lots of beautiful music. And uh, you will have an opportunity later in the program to donate to these efforts. We welcome all of you tonight if you're here. And we welcome all of you if you are streaming and watching live. And we will begin this evening um, with Ellen Johnson, a longtime Mayflower member and a piano teacher and performer, and she will be playing our beautiful Steinway piano.
Beautiful. Thank you, Ellen. Now we're going to hear from three of our very special high schoolers. It's the Orbans, Hope, Eve, and Braxton. And they're going to be playing a woodwind transcription of a movement from Mendelssohn's Oratorio, Elijah. Once a year, our children at Mayflower and the youth prepare a musical and lead a Sunday morning worship service in the spring. And yesterday was that day. And many of you, most of you were here for that wonderful time. This year, as you know, they sang The Tale of Three Trees, a story that recounts the major events of Jesus' life through the path of three trees, and how they became what they dreamed of, but not on the paths that they had expected. Here is an excerpt from yesterday's musical.
Good evening, everyone. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to follow that, but uh, <laughs> my name is Chris Yates, um, and I want to thank all of you for being here this evening for this very, very special event. Uh, you might wonder why I'm up here speaking this evening. Well, the easiest explanation would be, I guess, that I have two daughters who are extraordinarily musically gifted, but Alas, I have no musical ability at all, so that can't be the explanation. You should probably be hearing from Janice, my wife, who clearly is the one who passes on the talent and the bloodline. Uh, but I'm here for a different reason. Uh, I have a perspective that's somewhat different than everybody else's in the sense that I've been involved in Mayflower for years, uh, participating in and running usher teams. And so I'm in the back of the church when you're all up front listening to the beautiful music and in the course of working as an usher, uh, we get distracted by all sorts of things, and we rarely have the opportunity to pay attention to the service in the way that we'd like. But I can tell you this, from the very beginning of my service on an usher team, uh, I would always stop whatever I was doing and listen whenever one of the musical performances took place. And I can't tell you how moving it is to be part of a church in a congregation that has this level of commitment to music. Uh, I've been a member here for many years now, and I go all the way back to Miss Heidi and Jonathan and Mark, and now with Abby and Scott and Julia, our musical program is in such wonderful hands, and it truly is a gift that we all get to enjoy every single Sunday, and this week we get to enjoy it another night as well. So I have the privilege of introducing uh, one of the sets of performers tonight, and it's the handbell choir. So let me talk to you a little bit about the handbell choir. The first handbell choir at Mayflower, created in 1962, was a group of middle school boys. Sixty years later, our handbell music is going strong. Our Whitechapel handbells were cast in England by the same people who made Big Ben. How about that? Recently, we purchased four octaves of hand chimes, which add color and variety to our handbell program. Katie Mokelbust is a prolific composer and arranger of handbells and writes in ways that engage and challenge the ringer and delight the listener. This is an original setting using an early American melody first published in the 1835 Southern Harmony. So without any additional comments, I introduce you to the handbell ringers and Julia, thank you very much.
I think that one of the most important things we do in life is find a home. And I think the older we get, the more important it becomes to find a home that's really a home. I've been asked to say just a word about my journey and my wife's journey to this home, to Mayflower Congregational Church. Um, It began for us just seven months ago in September, and we have been uh, blessed upon blessing to be a part of this church family for this time. And a few weeks ago, we joined as members of this congregation and uh, are thankful that we can be a part of the future as we uh, reach out in the name of Jesus Christ in the way that this church was established and has been a witness for so many years. We're privileged. Now, I also know that that I'm a bit privileged in that I got a little closer look uh, at what Mayflower was like than most people get, at least in the beginning. Uh, I go to staff meetings every week. And um, I meet with the council when they meet and the care team when they meet in various subcommittees and planning sessions and uh, worship planning on a, on a weekly basis and all of that, which does afford me a much, much closer look than most get. And it's all been a great joy. Uh, you know, at staff meetings, we just have a good time. We laugh and enjoy one another and we share our lives and we, we commit what we're doing uh, to the Lord. We work together. And um, I don't think I've ever been on a staff that I've enjoyed as much as this staff these last seven months. And it's just been a great, great privilege. My wife uh, is involved in a weekly Bible study that is nourishing and has opened up friendships to her and something that she looks forward to every week. So it's just, you know, it's nice to find a home. And I thank you and Janet thanks you for allowing us to settle in and have Mayflower be our home. And we look forward to where the voyage will lead in days ahead. Now, I'm also to uh, segue by introducing our next number and saying that the Irish-born Charles Stanford is one of the greatest English composers of his time. And when I said that at home this afternoon, I got a loud amen. Yes, one of my favorite, I heard. And he influenced later generations, teaching Vaughn Williams, Gustav Holst, and Herbert Howells and others. His anthem, Ye Choirs of New Jerusalem, is one of the great choral works for Easter and a standard since it was composed in 1910. And our chance of choir brings that to us.
Good evening. I'm Sherry Graham. I think Julia asked me to speak, probably because no one else would, and um, as a representative of the congregation. In 2009, I had quite a few things happening in my life that were like a two-by-four and reminded me that I had... I had felt for a long time that I could handle life, anything that it threw at me, that I could handle that, and that I really didn't need uh, a church family. Then 2009 happened, and I was reminded of how important a church family is. And so I decided that it was time for me to refresh and renew my relationship with God, and to upgrade my spiritual life. I taught at East Grand Rapids for 20 years, and I had heard about Mayflower, and I was the senior class president forever, and we held several baccalaureates here at Mayflower. And, of course, because of all that, I I decided at that point when I was teaching that I would never step inside this building because it was filled with parents, and I just didn't need to see them on Sunday along with during the week. But I never forgot about Mayflower. And so in 2009, when I decided I would start my spiritual trek, I remembered Mayflower, and I thought, okay, I think I'll start there because I know where it is, And I'm familiar with the church itself. And then, of course, if I don't like it, then I can keep going down Robinson Road and until I find a church that that fits me. So I picked a a Sunday in the summer when I knew that there wouldn't be a lot of people here. And I thought, I'm just going to give it a try and see what happens. From the minute I walked through the door, I knew that this was my, my spiritual home. And I knew that God had led me here. I came every Sunday looking forward to coming, sitting in the pews, listening to the music, listening to the the message, the scripture, and most importantly, sitting with my friends, sitting with my church family, and really getting the, the, the entire experience of being in church. And then COVID hit. And it was, it was just night and day. And I was so tickled that we, that we had, had streaming. As moderator, that had come up, and I thought, eh, I'm old. We don't need streaming. And so, of course, I didn't do much about it. And uh, luckily, people other than myself were getting involved, and they got it all set up. And what a lifesaver that was to be able to sit in my living room and turn on the computer and hear the choir and hear the message. It wasn't the same as being in this sanctuary, but it was the next best thing. But then when the announcement came that church was open again and that we could come back, I was so excited, having no idea what I was going to discover when I came back to church after listening to streaming for a year and a half, two years. I sat in the pews, and I missed. I missed words. I missed sentences. 
I was hanging on the edge of my seat waiting to hear the message, and I couldn't hear it. Now, it has nothing to do with age. Uh, It has everything to do with our sound system. But at that moment, I realized that it was something that we needed to do. It's very expensive, and yet it's critical. And especially when you look at the world today and what's happening in the world today, it is imperative that we are able to come here, be together, be with our our church family, and hear the message. Hear the message of peace and love and getting out and helping our, our, our fellow man. That is critical for us today. And so with that, I want to introduce our next, uh, our next performing group. I want to introduce Terry Zeilman, who is the uh, chairman of our worship and music committee. And he is an accomplished uh, clarinetist and uh, saxophonist. And we'll now hear from Terry and his jazz combo. Thank you.
I'll get this fixed here in a second. I guess you wonder why we're here tonight. Main reason we're here is to have fun. But the second reason is to try as little raise uh, some some money for our sound and audiovisual system here at the church. Some of you heard this talk a little bit of it on last Sunday, and this is a little bit of a reprise of that. But uh, there's some new stuff. So I'll prepare it and give it to you. On Sundays here at Mayflower, we often begin our worship service with the affirmation that we believe the faith is a journey, God is good, Jesus saves, and the Spirit leads us to faith, hope, and love as we honor the dignity of all of God's people. That's our mission statement. We carry out our mission through the preaching of God's word, through the spoken word, and our music here at Mayflower, and virtually through our streaming service to our congregation and our community. For many years, our church leadership and clergy have known that the sound system, our transmission here in our sanctuary and chancel and balcony can be vastly improved. Our initial sound system was designed when the church was constructed and has had precious few updates and improvements since. We did install a T-coil loop for those with some types of hearing aids, but even the loop is sometimes insufficient, particularly when it comes to the music being presented by our choirs or our instrumentalists. We know that there are dead spots in the sanctuary itself where the hearing is very difficult, as Sherry just alluded to in her talk. The chancel presents its own issues There are some speakers up in the ceiling, but for two years, we didn't know how to turn them on. Uh, And if you happen to have the misfortune of sitting in the back part of the chancel, even if the speakers are working, it's exceedingly difficult to hear what's going on, particularly if we have someone uh, in the front of our sanctuary like the children's moment or when the children's choirs are performing. Mayflower started webcasting in 2015 with a simple one-camera pan-tilt-zoom camera that was initially intended to stream our pastor's sermon. This is what we're using today. During COVID, we learned that two to 300 people tuned weekly to our Sunday services. Even now, our Internet presence is significant. Streaming is now an important way that we deliver God's word. Sound transmission through the streaming service is spotty. The spoken word is pretty clear. 
the music transmission is poor. The camera is either distant or close. Any change in the camera is jerky. Most churches of this size now have multiple cameras where the view of what is occurring in the service can be adjusted for the optimum view. Having an audio and visual output that matches the quality of the preaching and the music here at Mayflower is an important foundation to serving, engaging, and growing our membership. Initiated by the Music and Worship Committee, of which Terry is the chair, and approved by the council, a study of our sound and visual systems was commissioned and presented to three providers. Quotes were obtained and evaluated and a selection made. The proposed amount to accomplish the combined projects is in the vicinity of $100,000. I was asked to lead a fundraising campaign to see if our members would contribute to such a campaign. With the help of a small group of volunteers, including Dale DeHaan, John Schneider, we have obtained commitments from several of our members that will cover a substantial portion of the project cost. This was our quiet campaign. Now we are ready to come to the congregation to ask for its support to help us get over the top. That's why I'm standing here right now, to ask for your support. In your program is an envelope specially marked for this purpose. If you are inclined to make a gift today, uh, do so and put it uh, in the offering. Or, if, if not today, take it uh, with you and return it to the church at a later time. If you are streaming this concert, you can go to our website, the church website, and give directly to the AV Fund through our Ezekiel program. My theory of charitable giving is that if you make a gift, a charitable gift, it should be done with joy and gladness to support the cause of the recipient. If you feel that joy and that gladness to support the programming that you've heard tonight, support the campaign. If you don't, Thank you for the gift of my time and your time to listen to this. Uh, we're going to sing a hymn, and uh, Julia's going to play a fanfare to a mighty fortress. And while that is occurring, the children are going to come down the aisle, and you will have an opportunity to drop your envelope into their collection bag. And after you've made your gift, you're invited to stand and sing two verses of a mighty fortress. 
number 382 in your hymnal.
Amen. You may be seated. We have one more musical number, and it's a very special one. And those of you who are participating, if you want to start taking your places, you can do that as I give a little intro. In the spring of 2020, when we were isolated, scared, and unsure of what the future would bring, we learned how to make music here at Mayflower in very unique ways, with headphones, soundtracks, iPhones, downloading and uploading and all kinds of things like that. On Eagle's Wings was one of Mayflower's very first projects, which included our children, adults, and handbells. They all learned this song and recorded it, but this will be the first time they have come together in the same space to sing it. Here we are, two years later, and we have come such a long way, and we have such hope and trust in God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So this will be our last number this evening. When they're done, you are welcome to move to the atrium where we have treats for you, and we can have some fellowship time together. So may God bless you, grace, and peace. 